Sarah Murray is out front live in Washington. So, Sarah, just how closely are Trump and the other co-defendants watching for this judge's decision about Meadows? Brianna, they're definitely paying close attention. Obviously, Mark Meadows is arguing that everything that he is accused of doing after the 2020 election in Georgia was related to his role as White House chief of staff. And so he should be able to move his case to federal court. And then we expect he's going to argue that the charges against him should be dismissed. The district attorney's office has argued the things that you did after the 2020 election, the steps you took in Georgia were about trying to keep Donald Trump in power. This was about your own political ambition. Donald Trump's political ambitions. There's no way this could be related to your duties as a federal officer. So we're still waiting to see where a federal judge is going to come down on that. And we fully expect that Trump's team, kind of regardless of how the judge rules, is likely to make a play to move Donald Trump's case to federal court. Obviously, Trump was president at the time. They feel they could make a different kind of argument, but they may just be biding their time, waiting to see how this goes for Mark Meadows. I think the other thing we're looking ahead to, you mentioned all of those defendants who have entered their not guilty pleas. We still have a few more who either need to enter a plea on paper or show up for their arraignment next week. But after we get past that Wednesday deadline for folks to be arraigned and to enter their pleas, then we're in a new phase of this case. We're in a phase of this case where the state court judge can decide, am I going to lump a few people together who want to go ahead with a speedy trial in October? Am I going to set a trial date for the others who may not want to move ahead on that same timeline? So we may get a little bit more organizational clarity next week, Brianna. All right, we'll be looking for that. Sarah Murray, thank you for that report. Out front now, Ryan Goodman, former special counsel at the Defense Department, Stephanie Grisham, who is White House press secretary for former President Trump, and Anthony Michael Kreiss, who is a law professor at Georgia State University and has been following the Fulton County probe very closely. Anthony, to you first, when do you think that we might be seeing the ruling on whether Meadows' uh, case gets to move from Fulton County or not? Well, I think Judge Jones has a considerable task in front of him. And he has even admitted in, in some court orders that there's a potential novelty to this particular case and whatever rule he decides on um, once he decides what needs to be done here. So um, yesterday we had some movement where filings were, uh, were, were submitted by the DA's office and by Meadows' attorneys about whether or not Georgia Rico would permit uh, or would require, um, or I should say, whether Georgia Rico uh, in the way it's, it's structured would permit removal if one act that was part of the right, racketeering scheme uh, was, a, with, was within Meadows' um, you know, duties. So uh, the, the DA basically said that Mark Meadows is not being charged for anything that he did within the scope of his chief of uh, staff duties, but rather he's being charged for engaging in an unlawful conspiracy to overturn an election, which is not within his prerogative or never was within his prerogative as chief of staff. So, so we, we're seeing some movement on those arguments. There's some additional hearings that we have for other removal motions uh, in the third week of September. So um, that also might play a role. And I think the other thing too, of course, is that state proceedings will continue on. So there's really not a, an imminent rush for judge, uh, the judge to, to decide like this week or next week. All right, we will be waiting then. Uh, Ryan Meadows testified earlier this week. He was trying to say he's not involved. This is the crux of his point, right? He wasn't involved with the campaign part of this. He wasn't involved with the fake electors plot. But when you look at this newly available transcript that we see, the Fulton County DA is trying to pin him down in it 
because he, Meadows, had emailed about the need for someone to coordinate the people who were the fake electors and asked about that, Meadows tried to explain, quote, it was mentioned to me that there was litigation going on and that you had to have a provisional or conditional elector and that I, and what I didn't want to happen was for the campaign to prevail in certain areas and then not have this. It was brought, he asked, why did you not want that to happen? Meadows says, well, because I know I would get yelled at if we had not, by whom, he's asked. And Meadows then says, by the President of the United States. How bad is that for Meadows and, and for Trump, Ryan? It's very bad. Um, I would imagine that their defense counsel are quite worried about that testimony. It's bad for President Trump because Meadows is directly pointing the finger at him by saying he would have yelled at me if I didn't do this. That means that President Trump is directly involved in the false elector scheme. That's the kind of evidence that prosecutors need, and it also shows the intensity of President Trump's interest in it. Not only that, but he's saying, Meadows is saying, he would have yelled at me if I didn't do it. That alone is also a violation of the Hatch Act. It's not just that President Trump was involved in the, in the false elector scheme, but he's getting his chief of staff to do it, and the chief of staff knows if I don't do this, he's going to yell at me. That is a Hatch Act violation, one of the one of the only provisions of the Hatch Act that actually do apply to the president. You're not allowed to, as president, tell an employee or intimidate an employee into engaging in political activity on behalf of a candidate. What else is that? And then the last is, for Meadows, it's, it's horrible for him. His entire argument is based on, as you've described it, that he was taking everything he was doing was within his governmental authority in the office of the chief of staff, but he is saying in his own words, the reason I did this was to preserve an option for the campaign. I didn't want to have it such that the campaign would be left without these provisional electors. That's a pure campaign trying to win the election type issue. There's nothing about the federal government's authority with respect to that particular item. And there he is saying it at the end of the day, after lunch, after they had quizzed him for the beginning of the entire day in the morning, and here he just admits it at the end that it was for purely the, the idea of trying to preserve Trump's options. Yeah, and Stephanie, you spent many hours around Meadows over the course of your employee at the White House. What do you think about him testifying that he had no role with the fake electors, but then explaining, yeah, he was actually trying to coordinate them because he was afraid that Trump would yell at him? Well, I certainly understand the feeling of not wanting uh, the the president of the United States to yell at you. And in this case, the former president, his his uh, anger was swift and it was cruel. And we all did everything we could to avoid being yelled at. However, uh, you know, to kind of echo what Ryan just said, there is a campaign and there is a White House for a reason. And at the very least, Mark Meadows could have just gone to the campaign manager and said, you guys deal with this. These are these outside lawyers. You guys can deal with this. We're out of it. And he should have stuck to our in-house White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, and Pat Philbin, who were just telling the president over and over that this isn't the case. You, you did lose the election. So I understand it. I do. Um, I was oftentimes in situations where I would do anything to just keep that man from yelling. But this this is different. I mean, you're trying to overthrow the government and take, take hold and keep your power. I, Ryan, I want to ask you about another instance we learned of, and it has to do with Cleta Mitchell and an exchange during Meadows' testimony about it. She, of course, was a non-White House lawyer who was on that Raffensperger call about trying to overturn uh, election results in Georgia. He was asked, did you have any role in bringing Ms. Mitchell then to advise the president on any campaign-related issue? He answers, I asked Ms. Mitchell 
to come down and volunteer early on to Georgia to volunteer when it looked like the election results were going to be closed. Why did you do that? Meadows' response, because I felt like we needed a number of attorneys on both sides because it was going to be close. Is he making the prosecution's point for them? Is there any part of that that he can wiggle out of? No. <laughs> he cannot wiggle out of it, and yes, he's making the prosecution's point. That is gold for the prosecution. And also, it came at the end of the day, and he has no other alternative. It, just, it has been reported that this is what he did, but now it's coming out of his own mouth. He's, he's specifically asked, like, who brought her on? It's him. Why did you bring her on? He explains, to help the campaign balance out its lawyers in Georgia. And that's just kind of like, it's almost like game over, uh, because it does mean that he's acting on behalf of the campaign. It's game over. It should probably be game over for getting the case into federal court because he needs to say, I was doing everything within my office. And it's also game over for the defense that he would otherwise try to mount. He's trying to say, mm -hmm. I also have sovereign immunity. What is that? Or uh, sovereign immunity. What is that? It's immunity if you are acting within your office. The actual test is if you go beyond your office in your conduct, you don't get it. So he doesn't get it. And I should add one more point to it, which is just the facts of the matter. If you look at his testimony, the entire testimony is built on this idea. Everything I did was as the chief of staff. And then it comes out under cross-examination the rest. That's not true. I do think Jack Smith will have yeah. to look at this uh, transcript and think, are we going to think about perjury charges? Because it's that much of a convergence from what he had said and initially and what his position is. And then he has to flip later and say, yeah. okay, I acknowledge it. Anthony, do you think that's true? Yeah, I, I think he's, I think Mark Meadows uh, had a bad day in court. Uh, I was able to watch the proceedings in federal court on Monday and, and Meadows certainly tripped up a number of times in that same line of questioning about coordinating with the campaign about the fake electors. Um, Meadows had referred to a kind of a royal we and the DA's office said, well, who do you mean by we? And he said uh, something to the effect of, well, you know, me and the campaign. And that, I mean, that's, you know, when you're trying to claim that everything you're doing is under the color of your office, that's, that's not what you want to say. So I think it was a really, it was a mistake to put him on the stand, probably. Yeah, there were some moments there that were eyebrow raising. Stephanie, we talked about how cash-strapped these co-defendants are, four of them crowdfunding to raise money for their bills. How worried should Trump be right now about that? I think he's definitely worried. I mean, who wouldn't be? But um, I think he's going to start to try and do the very minimum that he can to help these people. For instance, Rudy Giuliani, he's going to headline a fundraiser. Well, that's not money coming out of his pocket or even his PAC's pocket. That's going to be people donating money to Rudy. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting direct asks for some of the people who are crowdfunding, like Jenna Ellis to maybe tweet out, hey, support Jenna as she's being persecuted, et cetera, et cetera. And so I imagine he's going to try to do the very bare minimum for as long as he can um, in order to keep them happy, because there's no way he's not thinking about all of these people who could potentially turn on him. Yeah, we'll be looking to see if your prediction there uh, is, is true. It certainly seems possible there. Stephanie, Ryan, Anthony, thank you so much to all of you.